Let's head to Canberra. <laughs> Phil Curry. I'm going to chain myself to him. Yeah, there's an idea. I love the guy. Keith Conlon-esque. Yeah, exactly. Phil Curry from the Australian Financial Review joins us on 5AA Breakfast. Morning to you, Phil. Good morning, fellas. You might curse me next. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Go work for the ABC, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they don't like me much. <laughs> Carl, you do, you do regular star turns on the insiders, mate. People love it. Oh, they love me. They love The viewers love me. Twitter loves it. <laughs> oh, yeah, Twitter does in particular. Hey, Phil, um, the issue of uh, border protection has flared again. There was a pretty embarrassing mm. admission from... Mike Pizzullo, the head of the Department of Home Affairs, about a paperwork stuff-up involving Nauru. But more broadly, and we've been campaigning really hard on a, on a local issue here involving a, a Scottish electrician and his family were trying to mm. stay here, and I'm keeping a very close eye on that story in the background. But the Coalition are, are trying to target the Albanese government as being soft on, on borders again. What's the, what's the basis of, of that claim? Oh, this... this, this doesn't relate to people like your Scottish Electrician Day. This relates to people who came here by boat. Um, mm. you know, and and Kevin Rudd, I think, when he took the leadership back from Julie Gillard in 2013, anyone, anyone who comes here from tomorrow onwards or whatever will never settle in Australia. Um, but before he made that edict, about 20,000 people had come here by boat and were issued these things called temporary protection visas, TPVs. Um, and... They've been here now, sort of, you know, over ten years. Uh, you know, they've all been here over ten years. They have this temporary citizenship status, so they can't sort of have full rights, you know, like um, access to all the government services and, and, and working's difficult for them, and public schools and stuff like that. And so, Labor promised before the election that if they won, these people have been here on TPVs. They're clearly never going to go home. They came here before Rudd issued that you can't stay here sort of edict. So they've basically issued in this new visa, which means they can now live here um, and yeah, just be, become full permanent residents pretty much, you know, for all intents and purposes. So what the coalition is saying, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a week on borders type thing. Um, you know, I think one of the shadow ministers said yesterday there'll be an armada of votes. Um, clearly, you know, memories were sort of rekindled when we last time Labor won the election. Kevin Rudd abolished the Pacific solution, and we, you know, we all, we all sort of witnessed the consequences of that. Um, it was a complete disaster. But in, in this case, it's a bit different. I mean, uh, um, certainly there's still a risk, and, and Anthony Albanese said yesterday that they let the Indonesians and the Malaysians and everyone else know, put them on notice that we're doing this, so can you just keep an eye out? And clearly the you know, the Navy's been told to be more alert, and, and that even the timing of the announcement was... Uh, you know, to coincide with monsoon season, so that's not the boats don't normally you know, put to sea in there in that sort of weather. So they was clearly worried that, you know, that some of the people smokers might you know, try it on on the back of this announcement. Hmm. Uh, so they're being very vigilant about it, and, and the libs are sort of saying, "Here we go again, same old Labor." But um, you would have to think, you know, Labor's learned their lesson from last time when they completely dropped their guard and and, uh, and you know, just. Got, got away from them. I think they're, they're, they're very much on the front foot this time for any signs. I've got to say, uh, as far as we're concerned, the, the fact that Labor's prepared to open its heart to 20,000-odd people who arrived here illegally makes it much harder to justify giving the bums rush to a bloke who came out here at mm. our behest mm. to work as an electrician. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't get to that. But Well, very much. And I think that was a point being made yesterday by a lot of people. You know, yeah, for sure. Those sorts of cases, you know. So, um, but you know, it just sort of you know, Kevin Rudd was in the building yesterday because it was the 15th anniversary of the apology to the stolen generations, and he's 
yeah, giving a speech on that, and he got he got bailed up afterwards on boats. You know, <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> deja vu anyway. uh, to escape yeah. your political past. Hey, Phil, you've written in the Fin Review about the um, the Productivity Commission report and how it's going to inform what the the, the federal government does with the oh, yeah. with the budget. I'm interested in this concept about increasing productivity at the moment, especially because we're we're constantly being told by the Reserve Bank, you know, wage increases are inflationary, and unless they happen in conjunction with with a, with productivity increases. Um, yeah. Thousand odd page report from the commission. What do you expect to come oh, yeah. of it? Oh, I think we'll just, we'll just bore us all to death. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so not much. So what, no, when Scott Morris. Hey, Phil, they're the sort. They're the sort of reports when they used to come out in the late nineties when you and I worked together. I used to say, yeah. "Hey, Phil, would you have a bit of a look at this one for me, would you?" <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, boss. <laughs> oh, look, look, it, it, it's a sort of dull as ditch water, but you know, productivity for. For the listeners, that's that's our output. You know, that's how that's your sort of efficiency, your output as a nation. You know, and um, it's been languishing for years. And, and and Morrison, when he was treasurer, said, "Look, every five years, I want the Productivity Commission, which is a body here in Canberra, to do a big report, we'll look across the whole economy, and how can we lift it? You know, states got to do stuff, the federal feds got to do stuff, and it's everything from, you know, you've heard it a thousand times. You know, duplication of health funding and school funding and." you know, tax reform and all these sorts of things. And, and this big report came out in 2017, the first one. It was called Shifting the Dial. Well, we sort of called it off your dial because no, no, no one ever did anything with it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the state, it just got caught in that co-ed process and nothing really ever happened and very few of the recommendations ever got advanced. And so, so all we know now is the next one's going to be released in a month or so. And it's sort of going to look at the economy post-pandemic. <laughs> so it's going to have a few different recommendations. But... The reason you sort of need to know about it is because Jim Chalmers, the Treasurer, really wants to sort of take a few things to the next election, which some people might find fairly unpalatable. And he's sort of starting to build a case, you know, for why he needs to do some structural changes to things on tax and stuff like that. And this is going to be part of that case. You know, he's he's got a few things coming up this year. He's got a budget in May and a a big economic sort of statement coming out after that about how expensive things are going to get over the next 40 years. So he's, he's sort of trying to create, you know, get this case going that, you know, the country can't keep chugging along as it is, and he's looking, you know, looking for a, a public conversation, if you like, mm. is that horrible term, um, so he can start <laughs> making case to take some sort of some tax changes and other things to the next election. So that, that that's why it's important. Great stuff, Phil. As always, Phil Curry, the national political editor for the Australian Financial Review. Thanks, mate. David Pemberthy and Will Goodings, six to nine, five double A breakfast.